Hey guys, LARP Dad here. Um, we obviously had a couple technical issues and no real way to safely pass around a mic or do questions and answers at the um, LARP workshop for Mardavia. Sorry about that. Um, kind of hindsight, passing around phones uh, amidst pandemic is not really the best idea ever. So instead, I'm going to do a Q&A like I did previous. The post is already on Mordavia's group. Um, and we're going to go through it that way. Uh, like I said before, I'm recording in my vehicle. So if you hear chatter, if you hear stuff going on and you can't hear me, please message me. Please say something so that uh, that's addressed. And that's something that I could work with in the future. But this is still the best time for me to do this stuff. And I really want to get content out. I had a terrible personal week last week. So um, I had this video, our podcast, locked and loaded. Just couldn't pull the trigger. I just did not have it in me to, to push forward and get this done. But I'm trying to get it done right now. Uh, I actually reached out to the community for this one and um, got some feedback too. The topic today is going to be costuming. So... We're going to cover, you know, how much is too much, how much is too little, what are the basics that you need for your costume, what are the easiest ways to add some flair to it, and what, what are things you should be looking for, what are things you should be avoiding, stuff along the lines of that. So, like I said, I spoke directly to the community on this one and um, got some really, really, really good feedback. So we're going to just dive right in. The first question that you kind of have to ask yourself whenever you are getting into your costuming is what type of LARP are you attending? Right. And uh, that might sound like a silly question, but hear me out. If you are attending a this is what you see style LARP where the costuming is incredibly lax and no one really has to do much shy of wearing different colored headbands, stuff like that. Don't sweat your costuming too much, obviously. You know, um, this might not even be a video you have to worry about. But if you are at or attending an immersive LARP that expects you to look the part that you are playing, you are doing a big disservice to yourself and the LARP by not trying to immerse and not trying to properly costume. Now, I don't want to get into the cost effectiveness, into the, oh, well, we're going all out and you're costuming elitist versus your minimalists. That's not what this is intended to be. This is intended to be kind of a blanket statement or comment section or whatever have you, my opinion and communities guidelines on what your costume should have, what it maybe shouldn't have things along the lines of that. So past that, um, are you planning on playing any race? that isn't a human. There's a lot of races at all of these LARPs. Very few people in my experience are playing humans. So if you aren't playing a human, your body just became part of your costume. So before you put anything on that body, like clothing or what, what have yous, jewelry, all this stuff, do you look the part of the race you are intending to play? Um, any LARP worth its weight in salt is going to have guidelines for these races. 
So before you even go into what I'm, what am I going to wear? You need to go into, well, kind of ironically, you also need to go into what I'm going to wear before you go into what I'm going to wear. Make sure you have the necessary makeup. Make sure you have the uh, necessary prosthesis. If you need ears for an elf, if you need tusks or something along the lines of that for a troll or half orc, if you need wings for a faith style character or any type of colored makeup or morph suit for different colored skin, things along the lines of that, uh, makeup for tattoos, stuff along the lines of that. You don't have anything on you yet. So what race are you? Make sure you actually are immersively that race before you even worry about the rest of it. And if that's not something you can commit to and you can't be um, a a, a half-orc at a LARP that requires half-orcs to be green or brown or trolls to be gray, if you can't do that, pick a different race or... Find some means to settle that are within the rule book because you're doing yourself and the LARP a disservice to not meet that criteria, regardless of what your costuming past that entails. So now that we've covered that, I think there are four guidelines that have to be followed based on what the community's told me, based on what I see, and based on the fact that at this point, Um, My personal experience, I've played dozens of characters needing different levels of costuming and to be different races and all these different scenarios. I think that I've come across four very distinct things that you have to consider with every piece of costuming you add to your character. This is every piece. And they're going to be in no particular order in terms of importance, but I'm going to go down them in a list just to make sure I mention them all. One, how does whatever you're adding to your costume fare in very hot or very cold weather? Two, and I'm going to break these down more, obviously, but two, how are you able to move in what you're wearing and is what you're wearing LARP safe? Three, how hard is this to put on? and take off. And four is the last one if I had to give them a level of importance, but it's not something you're not going to consider, so I'm not going to not bring it up. What is your personal budget on what you can invest into this costume? And like I said, I consider anything you add to your costume has to go into these, you have to factor these things into anything you're going to add to your costume. So we're going to go back over these and say, um, like I said, delve more into them. So number one, the uh, temperature, hot or cold weather. Down here, everybody wants layers because it makes a costume look cool. But there's like two months in the LARP season for most of us that you can wear layers at all. Every other part of the year, every other episode or event or whatever your LARP calls their gathers that you attend your layers are going to be incredibly hot they're going to be incredibly encumbering you are going to sweat you are going to feel gross consider what you're wearing for that and for the cold if you are normally wearing really really light stuff consider having just a layer 
just to add over it in case you are playing in the cold and you really can't deal with it. Um, don't permanently commit to stuff that cannot tolerate being extremely hot, or that you won't be able to tolerate being extremely hot or extremely cold in. Now, you could have a lot of people do a winter or a uh, summer outfit, and that's, of course, cool. You know, just uh, keep in mind you're going to have to have the stuff to make a immersive-looking winter outfit and an immersive-looking summer outfit. So think about that if that's something you want to do. If not, think about a costume that's going to be good in both of those scenarios. Mobility and LARP safety are a really big deal. Obviously, LARP safety, you can't go around wearing a bunch of freaking long extended metal studs like spikes, things along the lines of that, um, that are going to potentially hurt you or someone else. Something else people don't consider is... Uh, flip-flops that's i mean if, if you could do it you can do it but like i said consider everything in larp safety and mobility you don't want something that's going to hurt yourself you don't want something that's going to hurt someone else you you're going to be fighting in this stuff you're going to be running in this stuff you're going to be existing in this stuff for a weekend so this isn't a renaissance fair where you're going to be able to take it easy and slow roll and just chill there's likely going to be some physical requirement and physical strain in what you're doing. So how easy can you move in this? How much slower do you have to move because you want to wear this particular piece? Think about that kind of stuff. Um, I know that a lot of ladies uh, wear corsets. And I, I have never worn a corset yet. Um, not saying I'm not going to at some point, but I, I never have yet. What... Um, what are you taking away from your mobility with what you're asking or what, what you're wearing is more that more of what I'm getting at here. And you should consider that for every piece of clothing that you add to this. How easy is it to put on or take off? Now, that might seem like it's not important at all. And to some of you, it might not be important at all. You might have a significant other or your friends might all be like, yeah, well, we're we're going to get in full armor, but we're going to help each other. You know, we're going to squire one another. Your girlfriend or boyfriend might be like, I'm going to help you put on your corset. I'm going to squire you up and we're going to be fine. But um, a lot of these LARPs run until like 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning. And then people are going to start running out of gas and wanting to go to sleep. When you're halfway awake and everyone else is halfway awake and you need to take off all of this stuff or choose if you're going to sleep in it. That's where this one's going to come in. Or if you're running excessively late for a LARP, or maybe you had to work, something along the lines of that, and now you need to get to the LARP and hurry up and put on all this stuff, that's something that you have to consider with this stuff. Um, don't, don't commit to it if you can't get it on and take it off while immersing or while doing what you need to do for the LARP. Um, last thing on that, like I said, I don't want to cover this one too much as budget. Um, fortunately, as far as I've seen in the LARP community, um, we have a lot of really crafty, incredibly talented people in this community. So people are willing to help out. People are people do commissions for what I've seen as incredibly fair prices for what you want to do. 
you don't necessarily have to jump onto Etsy or the internet um, to get your costume together, fortunately, because we we have a community that is very talented and very capable and more than likely will be and will be willing to and want to help you get to the goals you want to get to in your costume. But everything costs something. So I'm not going to say, oh, well, yeah, everyone's going to help you out for free. No, that's not the case. But budget is something that you have to consider either way, whether you're spending a dime or a dollar or a hundred dollars, you, you understand what I'm saying. Um, don't think that, uh, don't come up with an amazing, awesome plan and then not consider this and then look back at it and say, man, I'm really disappointed because I wanted it to be this, this way and this way, but because I didn't consider budget now, it's not really what I wanted it to be. It's not really this, um, this finished product or, or I'm missing these key elements and now I'm out of budget. No, that go ahead and just consider this anyway. Um, figure in the big things, the things that you might not be able to make or have someone make for you, like a good pair of boots. Um, you're going to need the ankle support. You're going to need something to look good. Boots really come together on a costume. We're going to cover that later, but consider the things that you're not going to be able to avoid buying first and then branch into, okay, well, if I don't have these rings, I won't be completely upset about it. Just make a, a, a tier list of importance going down and work from there in terms of things you absolutely have to spend money on versus things you might be out of craft or things you might not need at all. So we're going to kind of go from that to what makes a good costume. Now that you have those four things to consider in every piece of costuming that you're going to add, which like I said, I thoroughly recommend you think about every one of those things for everything you're going to add to this costume. What makes a good costume? Well, a good costume matches the setting of the play world, like the in-play world, while at the same time setting your character apart from the world enough to be unique. So you are a period accurate character, but you're not so period accurate and, and identical to the world around you that you blend in but you blend in enough that you are not a sore thumb. You're kind of like a finger with a really cool ring on it, on the hand, right? You look the part enough to where you're not sticking out because you don't match. You have a lot of, a lot of anachronisms where you don't exist in that community or that timeline, but you are different enough to have that heroic individual feel, you know, our villainous individual feel. You have to balance that, and that's what makes a good costume, right? You're able to see people are going to remember, man, this character wore this, or this character was known for this. Like um, one of my buddies at, a, at the first book one, iteration one of Mordavia, his thing was he was basically a jester. And he, I, I, I could not tell you what these bells looked like, but he wore bells everywhere. And you heard him coming everywhere. And a good, that, that's, a, that's a good piece of costuming, in my opinion, because I remember, I remember Ting Ting. And he had this, this, he had other pieces of his costume, of course, but like he existed in the world enough that like, yeah, like he, he belongs here. And he had these pieces of flair to his costume that 
you're going that people are going to remember and people will be able to distinguish him from the rest of the world. That's just using that just as an example, you know, um, but here's how I and the people I've spoke to in the LARP community believe that is the easiest way for you to achieve that. And it's kind of like a step process, but I think it's going to help you out in the long run. Make a solid base costume. So your base costume is going to have, um, if you're part of a guild or faction, it's going to have those colors. It's not going to have any non-period accurate clothing. If you guys didn't have denim in your LARP setting, don't wear jeans. Um, some people are able to get this done really cheap with just scrubs. You can accent scrubs and make them really great. Um, a lot of people in the community make tabards with your two house colors or your faction colors or whatever have you. Have that as your base costume. Display that kind of stuff. Um, your house seals. Um, on your personal body, uh, well, actually, we're going to skip that because that goes into accessories. Let's 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 skip that for the time being. Um, now that you have that base, what your character would wear, um, I hate to say it this way, but what your character would wear if they were an NPC, kind of like a flavorless Lego brick in this community, that's what I'm thinking of whenever I think of this base costume. Um, your standard villager slash peasant slash noble or whatever it's what they would wear. Your base level khaki colored clothing or your noble house or faction colored clothing. Nothing, no accessories yet. Basic belts, stuff along the lines of that. Your footwear. That's where we're at here. So now that that's done, go ahead and add your in-play armor or whatever you're going to want to wear to protect yourself. Um... That, because that's the next step, and you need to know how you feel wearing that next. You, you're not going to, well, I can't say not, but most people aren't just going to be like, I'm naked with armor on. So I guess if you're going to be naked with just armor on, skip step one, and um, your flair is you're just this naked armor dude. But, um, okay, add, but I'm, um, add your armor, and now get comfortable in that moving around step. Um before you get into anything past that, you now have a base that is period accurate and you have your armor. So you are kind of ready now. You're a defensive Lego brick, right? You're, you're ready to rock. But now what we're going to go into is accessorizing. You have your base coat. You have your, like I said, your NPC base flatlined costume. You have the armor that you want to wear are the armor that you're willing to wear and you've tested to make sure you're still comfortable and reached all that criteria, accessorize it. Add your bells and whistles, your jewelry. Go ahead and uh, all those things that your character holds near and dear, they're shinies, right? Those extra bags, those excess clothing pieces, you know, little knickknacks here and there if your race has piercings or you want to do tattoos or extra pockets hanging over satchels you can, i'm hoping you get the idea where i'm at you you've already made your base coat which you know fits comfortably you've applied all four of those rules to the base coat you have your armor on which you know also applied all four of those previously mentioned rules 
now you're accessorizing that and making it even more you. And accessories aren't expensive. I, I get most of my uh, uh, accessories on Wish.com. Like, we're talking about a LARP here. You're not trying to freaking impress the real world. You might be trying to impress your friends, but most of my jewelry, most of my little knickknack pieces come from Wish.com. Um, I spend literally pennies buying most of them, maybe a dollar. If not, you can tie together knickknacks or whatever have you. It's not going to be that difficult to do. And I think it really ties the outfit together at this point. And then once you do that and you have all of that together and you are content with that base clothing, basically the clothing you wear underneath what makes you you, your armor if you want it, and the accessories that make your character unique in this world, now think, okay, well, am I going to make variations of this? Maybe if my character is invited to this noble ball, he would wear or she would wear this shirt or this different outfit. So now, now you have the room to play around, right? You have the character. Step four is completely optional here, but now you might want to have, hey, if someone, um, if I need to be fancy, I'll do this. If uh, my character spends a lot of time not fighting and I want this comfortable outfit that's just solely for comfort, eating, things along the lines of that, go ahead and do that. If you want a outfit to wear during the night, outfit to wear during the day, if you want accessories that are specific to X, Y, and Z that they're not going to wear all the time, now look for those variations. Um, if you want a summer outfit and a winter outfit and a spring and fall and um, a funeral attired outfit, right? This is where that fits in. But before you do all of that, you really, and I, I think you really need to consider those first three steps to get a really, really good base costume. Now, we've mentioned things that you should do. I'm going to go ahead and kind of end this off with things you should avoid. Um, some of this stuff that might make some people kind of, eh, Heath, you're sounding a little elitist. Maybe. Just uh, sorry, hear me out though, because I'm not saying this to be elitist. I'm saying this to make nice costumes and help everyone get nice costumes. And that's the goal here. That's also keep keep that in mind with what I'm saying. So the first thing, anything that doesn't pass those four things you should be considering in every piece of your costume. You should not be wearing something that's going to make you itchy, that's something that's not going to be comfortable, something that's going to prevent your mobility. And I guess that's to say, if it's going to, you should at least consider and weigh out. Well, yeah, I'll give you an example for me. I have really nice knee-high boots, and I try to incorporate them into every costume I can because they were pretty expensive, and I don't want to feel like I wasted that money or that money was wasted at all, you know, so I am going to wear them pretty much whenever I can, unless I have some real important reason to not wear them. Um, but I have to consider they're, a pain, they're kind of a pain to put on. They probably take a good 10 minutes to put on. They take a good two minutes to take off. And because I'm hardcore, right, they take about a minute off of my mile when I'm running. 
like I said, they're nice boots, so I get the protection. My ankles, I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But I had to consider that, you know, they, they're kind of hard to put on, kind of hard to put off. And I run a little slower when I wear them. So with all that considered, I still feel like, man, they're they're worth putting into a lot of my costumes. And I do put them into a lot of my costumes. But if they don't pass, whatever you're putting in doesn't pass that check, don't wear it. Just don't wear it. Don't put yourself through it. Don't overheat yourself. Don't freeze yourself out. Don't roll your ankles. Don't hurt yourself over your costuming. Okay. Um, this next one is kind of a, I'm not going to call it a hot topic because I think people understand. I think it's just more along the lines of, eh, but the solutions are expensive. So don't worry. I have some solutions here for you. Don't wear modern looking shoes. Um, I believe one of my friends in the messages posted like, you know, like a costume really gets thrown off if you nail everything else. But like you're wearing he old Nikes. Right. Um, and I'm hearing you. Well, Heath boots are expensive. Well, Heath, um, I don't I don't I don't know how to I shouldn't have to have a pair of dress browns, a pair of brown boots, a pair of dress blacks and a pair of black boots. I, I should just be able to wear the shoes I want to wear. Yeah. Um. One of the owners, I'm going to name drop him. Sorry, Matt, but I'm actually really happy and you offer a really good solution with this. So Matt, through the entire time that I've played at Mordavia, which is um, more than half a decade now, he doesn't have boots. Um, What he does and what works for his characters is he has black non-slip shoes, and they're not flashy. They don't light up. None of that silly stuff. That's enough. Black shoes are going to do it. Um, there's a lot of boots that you could get flat out from Walmart. You know, your brown working boots, steel toes. Those are some. Those are still so much more period accurate than Nikes or your colorful athletic shoes. So I'm not saying you have to go out there to freaking... Um, Varillas or House of Andar or insert shoe company or boot company and drop 300 bucks on a pair of boots. It's not what I'm saying at all. Um, I also don't think you should buy overly cheap faux leather boots because they don't provide ankle support. They're uncomfortable. This might be a better way to deal with both of them. So black non-slips cover a lot. Um, they can, like I said, we're talking about a, a, a LARP owner using them and playing dozens of characters that are super important. And his costuming really not being bad. Matt's a pretty good costumer, you know. So the black shoes work for him. They'll definitely work for you. And they're comfortable. You could run in them. So I just think it's a good solution for people that might not necessarily be able to afford or not want to spend a ton of money on boots. So just something to think of there. And I, I, a lot of people told me and reached out to me when I said I was going to do this costuming thing that like uh, improper shoes throws it off. But you should really avoid anything that's not period accurate. You know, um, no denim if the if the time period doesn't call for denim. No um, super fancy blazer jackets, things along the lines of that. Unless you have an in-play reason to have that or... You know, you, you staff has approved some wonky time traveling thing. Just try to stay away from that. And the next uh, thing you should really avoid 
is uh, is costuming because the race you play is part of your costume. But you really shouldn't add anything to your costume that you can't or won't clean up after. So, um, what do you mean, Eth? I mean, like, if you are playing a, a demon or a vampire or a half-orc or something that requires a ton of makeup on your face, consider that as something that you're going to have to clean after. Everything you turn red needs to be cleaned after. Everything you turn green needs to be cleaned after. If it's in the bathroom at the campsite or wherever you're playing, it is no one's responsibility to clean that up but yours. So don't be a dick bag and, oh, well, I'm this great immersed character in play, but whenever we're not in play, I make a terrible mess everywhere and I don't clean it up. And that's just, so if, if, if you can't commit to making the changes to yourself and being that race and then cleaning up the changes that might have left messes everywhere else. Just don't, just be a human. <laughs> just be some race that doesn't require makeup because that's not fair to people that clean up after you, things along the lines of that. Just don't do it. So I believe we covered a lot of really good information here when it comes to costuming. Um, we covered the necessity of properly immersing the race before you even put a costume on. There are four very th important things you should consider in everything that you include in your costume, which we said are temperature, mobility and LARP safety, ease to put on and take off, and then personal budget, which you should consider those four things in every part of your costume. Um, another thing, uh, kind of just kind of on the back of it, just because I didn't mention it, is durability. Um, you're going to be hitting this stuff. You're going to be moving around and twisting in weird ways. Sorry, I'm just kind of putting this at the end. I just don't want to leave it out. Um, what you're wearing should be durable or at least cheap enough that you could replace it if it breaks. We covered what makes a good costume. Um, we covered a series that you should follow to make a good costume, which includes making a really good base that is period accurate, adding the armor or things along the lines of protection that you want to add to that base, then accessorizing it to make it you or your individual character. Finally, after that, when you're done with that, if you want to add variations, summer, winter costumes, things along the lines of that, go ahead and do it. We covered things to avoid, which obviously would be anything that you can't have passed through those first four suggestions, our first four recommendations for any piece of your costume. We talked about modern looking shoes and the cheap fix of just getting black non-slips or cheap work boots to cover that. And we did a little bit of um, cleanup recommendations and not committing to a race that you can't clean up after at the LARP site. So I hope everybody found this informative and entertaining. I have another video coming up hopefully this week that is going to give my op opinions of the new Mordavia rulebook that just came out last weekend. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are too. And I hope you guys have a great week. LARP on!